0: I'm undecided whether or not to keep my shoes off or put them back on, but I think as a prophetic action, I'm going to leave them off. Um, Yeah, I just think it's wonderful when God confirms His Word. Um, Yeah, He confirms His Word. That's when we know that He speaks. So, I did ask Gareth last night uh, what's on his heart for, for this morning, but I had no influence on song choice, I had no influence on, I had no idea what they were going to sing or what they were going to bring. Um, and we'll get into the, the sermon, oh it's already on, um, and then how God confirms his word. And he confirms his word because nothing else will do, we just want you, and there's only one thing that is necessary, and that is to sit at his feet and to listen to his word. That's the only thing that is necessary for us. And um, yeah, the last song just confirmed that. Um, so it's my privilege this morning to share the word. Um, yeah, My name is Jakub Pick, not Prinsloo, uh, for those who yeah, obviously said that, my wife Marlies and my son. I don't have the picture, the family picture yet. Maybe when he's a bit older, we'll have a nice uh, family picture for those of you who don't know. Um, yeah, it's really, really a privilege to share the word this morning and um, yeah, before I do, let's, let's just pray and consecrate this time to, to the Lord. And I'm just going to take my phone out because it's my watch. It's not, and it is on airplane mode, just so that I, I respect your time as well. Yes, thank you, Father, that you are good, Lord. Lord, we come and acknowledge your presence, Father. We acknowledge who you are. We acknowledge that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, Father. Lord, we thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you, Father, that we have the privilege to know you. We have the privilege to seek you and to be found by you, as your word says, Lord, when we seek you with all of our heart. So, Father, I just come and submit my mouth, my words to you, and I pray that, Holy Spirit, that it will be from you, that I will decrease and that you will increase, Jesus, and that everything that is said will be to your glory, Father that we may know you, the power of your resurrection, Father, the fellowship of your sufferings and being conformed to your death, Father, that we may know you. And I just come and pray, Father, for that revelation this morning to come into our hearts, Father. Thank you for that, Lord Jesus, and thank you that when we spend time with you, Lord, we cannot but change. And I pray, Father, that this morning when we leave here, your work has already been done, Father, that we will leave here, Father, as different people, Lord, closer to you, Jesus, and knowing who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the title of my sermon today is The Surpassing Worth of Knowing Christ. Uh, you can keep it on this slide for now before you move on. Um, in preparation, I, I've, I recognize and I, and I sense that the Lord is speaking to us specifically as a congregation. Um, over the past few weeks, I don't want to put a time to it, but there's there's recurring themes that are coming up, and um, there's one of them that I just want to delve into a little bit deeper. Um, and today, specifically, we're going to speak about knowing Christ. But I, I want us to, to be aware of the Lord speaking to us as a congregation, and to respond to that in our own way, however that is. Um, There's a verse in Proverbs 14, verse 12, which is not on the slides. It says that um, there is a way that is right in a man's eye, but the end of that way is destruction. But this morning I want to come and announce and declare a different way. And now you can go to the next slide. Thanks. David. I'm going to read this verse for us, and then we can take it forward. So, actually I have it in front of me. Let me not turn my back to you. Thus saith the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. Who would like to find rest for their souls? I have one, two, I have a few. I would like to find rest for my soul and the good way. But they said, we will not walk in it, um, context. So this is Jeremiah speaking in the time when Israel was in exile. Israel has not kept God's covenant. They've given themselves over to idolatry, and also they, interestingly, for 40 years they have not kept the Sabbath. And if you look at the commandments, the Ten Commandments, not to get legalistic, but at the end of Exodus, God reminds them to keep the Sabbath. God also rested on the seventh day. There's, there's a certain design and certain ways that God has put in place for us to walk in and to ask for and to contend for. But as is human nature, we say that we will not walk in it. We do not walk in it. Um, But this morning I want to encourage us to ask for these ancient paths and to walk in it, okay? Um, And to embrace these paths wholeheartedly. And these paths that they speak of is paths of righteousness. And um, Romans 14 verse 17 also says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So this morning, I just want to set the scene for us that we live in this world, but we are not of this world. We're not from this world, but we we are sojourners, as the word says, and we're passing through. And there's a system in place that the world conforms to. And it's quite easy for us to just jump into that system or fall into that system and kind of just go along the curve or go with the flow of how the world does things. I don't know if you guys can relate to it. Um, but there are many things that are just, it's easy. It's easy for us to fall into it. But this morning I want to encourage us to seek out the ancient paths and to seek out the, the paths of righteousness that God has already designed established and put in place for us to walk in i think next slide so to re so just to make it clear so the word of god has established these good paths for us that we should walk in it the spirit of god leads us in these paths and the people of god journey with us on the paths and this just speaks to the communal nature of god as well and just to say that this is a prophetic word that Heinrich Titus shared just over a year ago. He's the uh, leader of Shofar movement. And um, yeah, he shared this, I think, at the beginning of 2021, um, when we were still quite in the middle of COVID and all of those things. But I feel that I want to remind us of these ancient paths, um, that it, it is good to bring this to, to our remembrance, um, and that we seek it out and that we walk in it. In Heinrich's message, he spoke about three paths. He spoke about the path of rest, the path of unity, and the path of faith. And this morning, I want to share about the path of rest specifically. And I will read that for us. Read the verse. And this is Jesus speaking, and he says, Come to me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Very, very um, familiar verse that we know. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And generally, when we, when we look at this verse, we, we focus on... So first, there's a, there's a first part. We need to come to Jesus. We need to, we need to go to Him. Um, and then He gives us rest. And then we kind of skip over, and then we look again that His yoke is easy, and His burden is light. But he also specifically says, learn from me. So we are to come to Jesus, and then we are to learn from him. And what does that look like? What does that that mean? And to come back to what I said when I started uh, this morning with the confirmation of God, speaking this morning, next slide, I believe that... One way that we can learn from Jesus is doing the one thing that is necessary, and we are to choose that one thing. So let us... It's one of my favorite verses in the, of many, but I really enjoy this. Um, I'm going to read it for us. So it's out of Luke 10, um, verse 38 to 42. Yes. So, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. But one thing is necessary, Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her." And I think many of us can relate to Martha and Mary, but many of us can relate to being anxious about many things, being distracted. And many times, if, if you were ask someone how you're doing, the first thing they would say is hectic or busy. Um, and we would almost boast about how busy or how hectic it's going because I'm just, I'm just doing so many things. I'm, I'm just so, so busy. Um, I see you can, you can <laughs> perhaps relate. Um, and I think that's where I want to come back to the ancient parts and choosing that is where it, it doesn't have to be like that. We don't need to be consumed by the things of this world. Yes, it's important. We have a role to play in our work, in our daily lives, but it can be centered around who Jesus is, and that He's in us, and that He lives and works through us, and that we are those, we can be agents of change in our workplace, in our daily life, through that. So this morning, and to come back to the worship, my heart for us this morning is to embrace and wrestle with the word that one thing is necessary. And that is to sit at his feet and to listen to his teaching and to spend that time with him. Um, because Acts also says, in him we live and move and have our being. Um, and I, wanna, I really want to challenge us in that, that we, we take Jesus up on that, where he says that one thing is necessary. Yeah. So, yeah, I wrote a question down here. Are you putting your faith in God to slow down? I think at times when things get busy, um, yeah, you can still stay there. When things get quite hectic and busy, um, we take the control and we put it completely into our hands and our um, onto ourselves so that when we think, shucks, if I spend 10 minutes with the Lord, it'll be fine. Uh, Because I have so many other things to do but if we put our faith in him and we just we consecrate that time with him We put our faith in him to actually Be with us for the rest of the day. It's very practical actually, but we tend to it's so basic that we tend to Almost write it off because surely it must be more complicated than that surely I Can have a saying that as well Um, so just wanted to put that out there as well, so What does this mean? What does this mean that one thing is necessary? So we can move on to the next. And I think um, this can be, this is probably, it culminates, or it can be kind of put together in Philippians 3 verse 10. And I just want us to to pause here a bit, and I'm going to read it for us, and I'll I'll give the context a bit to to what came before this. Um, So here Paul writes to the Philippians and it's Philippians chapter 3. Um, let me just also get it over here. And the end of this first section culminates, and he says, that, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. Um In the first verse of this chapter, Philip, of Paul, starts and and, and he says, Rejoice in the Lord. He says, For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. So this morning I want to say that if there are recurring things coming up this month and the next month perhaps, it is safe for us that recurring things are coming up so that we can respond to what the Lord is saying to us. so, I just want to say that it is safe for us to, because to, I, I don't know if you guys can remember when, um, when Andres was here, he spoke about living for Christ, and he spoke, he spoke about how we don't live for ourselves anymore, but we live for Him. But I think before we go out and we try to live for Him, we need to know how that works. How do we know how that works? Jesus leads us in that. And that is why we need to sit at His feet first. We need to know Him. We need to know His teaching. We need to know what His voice sounds like. We need to know him in experience, not just know about him. Um, And then, furthermore, before he he culminates in this verse, he just speaks of how um, that he has no confidence in the flesh. Um, But if anyone were to have confidence in the flesh, he he really ticks all the boxes um, in terms of that. He can really, really boast in the flesh and his accomplishments that he's achieved in the flesh. But he says that from verse 7 he counts them all as rubbish. In, I think in the King James Version, he actually uses a, a bit of a stronger word where he says he counts all his gains, he counts everything that, that is gained in the flesh, he counts it as dung. So he really makes a point, and he says, for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. And my heart this morning for us is that we will desire and seek that, seek that attitude towards knowing Christ. Um... Yeah, during worship, I just saw a bit of an, a picture of if, if there's a field and someone says he's put treasure in that field that is perfectly tailor-made for you and will it will just that treasure is everything that you would ever need for life, um, and he says you just need to go. It's in this field and you just need to go find it. Take a shovel and dig for it. Would you just like walk on by and forget about it, or would you actually go and make some effort and go? seek out that treasure and i think i'm praying and i my expectation this morning is that we will understand what the treasure is of knowing jesus and seeking that out i know i might sound a bit repetitive but for me to to repeat myself is safe for us um, so what we're going to do now we are going to look at the different aspects of this verse that we may know him what does that mean And what, and the power of his resurrection. Also, what does that mean? The fellowship of his sufferings and being conformed to his death. So we're just going to delve into that, and then I want to give us. You, I just want to give us some time to to respond to to this word, and also to what happened in this morning's worship. Um, Yeah, God's presence is tangible, and we 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 can respond to that. Okay, what's the next slide? That I may know him. So, the battery's still fine. So, knowing him, I think I alluded to it earlier. We can know a lot about someone, but we only know someone when we spend time with him. I think we all know that quite well. I see many married couples, or many couples also here. And I, and I, I want to remind us of, think a bit back to when you first met each other. Um, perhaps where you were, maybe it was university, maybe it was uh, high school, um, wherever that may be, and think of how busy you perhaps were and how somehow you managed to find time to spend together, a lot of time together. (laughs) So I just want you to to think a bit about that. And, yeah. I think many of us have we have lost our first love we we met with Jesus there was a massive turnaround Um, there were fireworks there were sparks there was a great zeal but the things of this world um, didn't grow strangely dim but they actually became more and we lost our love and this morning is an invitation it's an invitation if you have lost your first love to come back to him. And if you don't know Jesus at all, there's also an invitation for that, which, which I will get into. So, that's just a bit about knowing it. And I think just to point out, Philippians 3 verse 10 is essentially Paul's life statement summarized in one verse. So, if you think about Paul and everything that he wrote and everything that he's achieved, that his greatest goal is to know Christ. Above all, that's his, that's his, his greatest goal. Is to, is, to, is to know him. And I want us to think about this week that's, that's gone past and perhaps think, where did you spend your time or where did you, how did Christ fit into your week? And is that your ultimate goal? Okay, next slide. Thanks. Um, Jesus also echoes these words in John 17, verse 3, where he says, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And I think there's also, um, so we sit at his feet, okay? We listen to his teachings. How do, we, how do we listen to his teachings? We have the word. We know, John 1, that Jesus is the word. He became flesh among, amongst us, dwelt among us. He is the word made flesh. Um, so how do we listen to his teaching? We spend time in his word, okay? So we spending time in his word, and I just want to say it It's completely possible for someone to know this Bible cover to cover and not know him. How so? Let's go to John 14, verse 21. Is it there? Yeah, thanks. So it says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. We also know in James 1, it speaks of being doers of the word. And it says, like a man that looks into a mirror and walks away and forgets what he looks like, is a man who reads the word and just walks away and uh, doesn't apply it at all. He becomes puffed up, he becomes deceived. And I think that is, in our time and age, something that we all perhaps fall, fall guilty to. And I think there's a promise from God where when we spend time with the Word, this is a mirror, and when we apply this Word and grow in obedience towards that, what does Jesus say? And I will love Him and manifest myself to Him. So whoever has my commandments, so we know that we have it in the Word, over here, and keeps them. Here it is who loves me. And we know that the greatest commandment in the New Testament, which is also said that you love your neighbor as yourself and that you love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Um, So he really came to simplify a lot of things for us. But we need to choose to walk in that. Um, So in knowing him, and also just to say this is, it's a process, it's a journey. We know that, especially me now having a baby, first we need to give the baby milk for a few months and then, baby starts to transition to solids and a bit of milk and solids and as as the baby grows older eventually he will be able to dress himself and take care of himself and so it is with us that we need each other in this body we are the body of Christ but we are a part of it we are we are a whole in ourselves, which is very important Um, we need each other in that by helping the new believers around us but my point is that it is a journey for us to embark on, um, and it's not a it's not a one uh, one day turn complete turnaround. Um, so growing in obedience, then the power of His resurrection, that I may know Him, and the power of His resurrection. You can go to the the next slide. So. I went to go look a bit about what, what could this power mean, the power of his resurrection and we, I think we know that it speaks of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and I'll get to the Holy Spirit a bit later, and the, we need to understand the context in which the Holy Spirit was also given, which we'll, which we'll touch on. Excuse me, but let me first read from, so I've taken a few verses from Ephesians, It's from Ephesians 1, 3, and 4, and I've kind of just brought them a bit together. Um, I have not changed anything from the Word. It's just condensed. You can go read it up as well, just so that you know. Okay, so let me read before I digress. And what is the immeasurable greatness of His power towards us who believe, according to the working of His great might that He worked in Christ, when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places, that according to the riches of His glory He may grant you be strengthened with Power through His Holy Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. To walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. And I think if I can, if I can sum up, maybe in two sentences. But if one of those two sentences that I can sum up from today's message, my prayer is is this: that according to their riches. Of His glory, that He may grant us to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in our inner being, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. Um, and that is that is my heart for today. That that we would allow that, that we would seek that out. Jeremiah 29. A very popular verse that we quote is Jeremiah 29 verse 11, where it speaks of where He says, "For I know the plans I have for you. I don't know if you guys. I'm sure you guys know the plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you future and hope." And then, we, and then we stop there, and then we, we proclaim that, and we move on with our lives. But the next two verses speak of, and you will find me and seek me when you seek me with all of your heart. And, we, and I want to make us aware of, 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 that, of that tension, but also the beauty of finding him, the beauty of knowing him. There is no greater thing than knowing Jesus. I mean, I think we all can attest to this morning of spending time in his presence, of being at his feet. There is... Nothing better than knowing Him and being at His feet. And the more we get to know Him, the more we want to know Him. The more we realize we don't know Him at all. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So the, I, I want to encourage us to delve deep into who Jesus is, and He will not disappoint you. Um, okay, sorry, His power. Walking in His power. So that we may walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which we have been called. So... It speaks, then, of the power that raised Christ from the dead. Which power raised Christ from the dead? The Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Christ, that rose Christ from the dead. Um, next slide, thanks. So, let's, let's just place context, and then we'll, we're going we're gonna to look at the two. So, a very popular verse that we also all well know, Acts 1, verse 8. But you will receive power uh, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we see in Ephesians that the power that he's referring to is for the Holy Spirit to to come into our lives, that Christ may dwell richly in our lives, so that we may walk worthy of the manner to which we were called. So he empowers us to know him. He empowers us to walk in in the way. And what does walking in the way mean? Our daily lives. He empowers us through that. I, even in my work, at, in, at my work in the mornings, I would, I would dedicate that whole day to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to need your help in a lot of things today. Please help me. And then when I struggle, I rely on Him. I commune with Him. I try to make it as practical as I can because I know He's there. I know His Holy Spirit is there. And also His, his power through the Holy Spirit is a power to witness. But also, we can only witness to who and what we know. If there was a crime and I didn't see it, and I wasn't there, there's no way that I can be a witness to that. We can only witness what we know, what we have seen. Um, and through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us power to know Christ. And in knowing Him, we can therefore be witnesses. And what does that mean? It means, and if we think about the context of which the Holy Spirit was given, it was in the context of fulfilling the Great Commission, of fulfilling God's mission. And, and through that, we, we do that through the Holy Spirit. So I just wanted to highlight that for us, that it is through the power of the resurrection, through what the Holy Spirit did. And if we think about it, if, think of what would have happened if Christ did not raise from the dead. Well, what, if he didn't, what if there was no resurrection? There would be no point to us sitting here. There would be no point to sitting us here. But He did. He rose. He's alive. He's alive. And the same, Romans says, that the same Spirit and the same power that rose Christ from the dead lives in us. And I think by, by faith we can attain to that. Okay, I need to hurry up. Okay, the fellowship of his suffering. So I will read from us from Colossians 1, verse 9 to 11. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. And just to touch on that, so we're speaking about Philippians 3 verse 10, to know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. The power is given to help us in and through the suffering, the Holy Spirit. It's not given to us to avoid it. It's given us to go through it and it's to help us to go through it with endurance and patience and with joy. And in Romans eight sixteen to 18, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, and heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to Comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us, um, I think we really we cannot tiptoe around the suffering part of of our faith and to really engage with it and understand what that means. Um, an analogy that we can use for those of us who enjoy rugby and I should, perhaps I should not talk about rugby, but um, let's say there's a nineteen year old and He's very good in what in his, in his sport, and he gets chosen. He gets pulled up to let's call the spring box. Um, but they tell him, "Listen, it's not going to be easy. You are going to work harder than what you've ever worked before. It's probably going to be one of the toughest things for you to to step up to this level of what we're going to expect you to do. Um, are you willing? Do you think he's going to say no to that? There's no ways that he will say no to that. He's going to say yes. He's going to say yes to that because he knows the prize." That he's, that he's going towards. He knows what he wants to attain and, and where he's going. And in the same way, let us know where we are going and what our ultimate goal is. And our ultimate goal is to know Christ. And to... I, I don't know which version I have here, but in Philippians 3, it, says, it speaks of the fellowship of his sufferings. And we know that the Bible also says that Christ learned obedience through the things that he suffered. And his ultimate suffering is one of the most beautiful things for us, because in his suffering he made a way for us to know him um so i I don't want to 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 jump or skip over that, but I also want to encourage us uh, next slide in Jesus' own words, where he said that he has said these things to us that in me with Jesus speaking that you may have peace in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world so And he also says in Matthew 28, verse 20, that he is with us always, even until the end of the ages. Um, And then lastly, and Gareth, perhaps if the band or Gareth or anyone can just come up and um, just prepare the atmosphere or just spill the guitar. Where are we now being conformed? Yes. So the last one. So our verse for the day that we may know him, okay, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death. And being conformed to his death speaks about taking up our cross every day, denying ourselves, and following Jesus. And I think when we hear this, we immediately become defensive. Or all of us. I do at times. It's because I have a distrust with who Jesus is. I don't, I don't fully trust that it's gonna be okay. I don't fully trust that what he has for me is greater than anything I could ever imagine. And I wanna say to us this morning that life with Jesus is the best thing that you could ever imagine. Yes, it will be tough. Yes, there will be suffering. It's not always gonna be easy, but it's gonna be worth it. And the question also that one can pose is, do you want to suffer with or without Christ? Because if you suffer without Christ on this earth, when, when, when you're done and, and you die and after, you, after you've been on earth, suffering will not, will not end there. Um, but if we suffer with Christ, we know the reward that waits for us. We know the eternal glory that is to come and our time with Jesus. And we cannot comprehend that now. And I digress. So lastly, being conformed to his death. Uh, also a very popular scripture. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm just going to read that again. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and, he g- and gave himself for me. So perhaps just with it, let's just all close our eyes. And I just want us to think firstly of God's love. I just want us to become aware of how much he loves us. That he loved us so much that he sent his only son, that while we were sinners to come and die for us, his word says that he loved us first, and therefore we love him. If Christ did not come, if he did not come to live a perfect life that he lived, to die on the cross for our sins, his body broken, his blood bled for us, Making us right with Lord, resurrecting and going back to the Father, we would have been destined for hell. So let let us just become aware of his love for us in that. And Father, we thank you, Jesus, we thank you that it is through your blood that God looks upon us through the blood of Jesus and that we can come to you through the blood of Jesus with thanksgiving we can come just as we are just as we are we come to you and we know that you take us and accept us as we are and you turn our mourning into dancing you you change us you transform us to be more like you you commune with us I pray father for full communion with you father so, Father, we look to the cross, we look at the finished work of Jesus, and we say thank you. Father, we say thank you for the cross. And thank you for that, Father. And with every eye closed and head bowed, I just want to extend an invitation this morning. And that's essentially the heart behind this, today's message, the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. We know the song which says, knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. So, Father, we bring that, Father. And I and I, I want to invite, there are a few in my preparation. I, I just felt that there are people here where it feels that they've been dormant. The word dormant just came across that they feel they're kind of just passing through things, perhaps unseen, just dormant, just not quite alive, not quite being able to proclaim that the joy of the Lord is their strength, you know, waking up with a bit of a burden, but just dormant. Um, And this morning, there's an invitation for you to come and bring that to Jesus, to sit at His feet and to give it to Him and to take that burden off of you. So that was specific that I I felt for someone or some people today. Then secondly, if you have lost your first love, if you have lost your first love and you can relate with that, this morning is also an opportunity to respond. And then lastly, if you do not know Jesus and if you've never given your life to Jesus, this morning is also for you, especially for you, and um, it's an open invitation, and uh, specifically if you have never given your heart to the Lord, I want to invite you to boldly, to boldly come to the front, and there will be someone here to pray for you, Um, and if there's any other prayer request, if the word dormant and what I've shared around that um, if that relates with you or if you can relate with that and you feel that word is for you, also come to the front and also if it's your first love, if you've lost your first love, you are welcome to just, again, take your your, your shoes off or whatever you want, wherever you are and just commune with the Lord just sit at His feet just bring everything you have, just bring it to Him just put your faith in Jesus and let Him take that and let Him redeem you and restore you. So if you've never given your heart to the Lord, I invite you to boldly come to the front. And then if you've lost your first love, you're welcome to just wherever you are, just spend. We're just going to take five to ten minutes. Ben's just going to minister for us and we're just going to commune And and do business with the Lord. We're just going to do business with the Lord right now. So, y'all, that's the invitation. In Jesus' name.